Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Italian Podcast. I'm your host, Elena. Very excited to have you back for another episode with myself and with Justin. And today we're going to cover another exciting leadership question. So really happy that you're listening in. Thanks, Elena. And thank you everyone for listening in again. Um, pretty excited. Um, enjoy all the follows on podcast. Um, I'm glad to see we're increasing again. Subscribe, share the podcast on social media or, or verbally with everyone. And, and most importantly, click the button that says automatically download because even though you subscribed it helps us by clicking that automatic download uh piece so you know we're doing it for free to help out the world so help spread the movement and what we're doing with the uh centurion battalion so i think it's important thank you everyone again we're just trying to do what we can uh with the podcast based on um our leadership experience um particularly around my leadership experience at Food Service Partners um, and the various entrepreneurial ventures I've done over the last 23 years um, and the successes and failures I've had. So um, I'm excited. So let's jump right into the question, Elena. Um, what's the question of the day? Question for today is what is the purpose of delegating and how can leaders get better at delegating effectively? I think this question is going to be really helpful as we head into, you know, Q4 and a really busy season for a lot of businesses and brands and delegation is a skill that I think you have to learn over time to kind of let go of the reins a little. So I just love to give you that question and let you take it away. Well, delegating is an interesting thing because well, I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, so I'm going to break it down in the entrepreneurs and sort of the consulting and coaching I do around that. But a lot of the entrepreneurs are such control freaks that um, are such type A personalities that they don't let go. And so if you don't let go of something or don't delegate out responsibilities or ownership, as we've talked in some of the, the three-part series we released in October, on ownership, you don't delegate that ownership. You are, um, you're basically not going to ever have any time off or, or make time for your family or make time for your own brain to keep being an entrepreneur um, and keep moving forward. So um, particularly during the holidays, I think we're reluctant because we get so busy. We feel that with busyness means we need to control it more so something doesn't go wrong. I think delegating helps. I think that when you go through transitions, if you're a control leader and you start delegating, expect things to go wrong because you're, people are not going to know how to make decisions if you're a control-based leader um, without you when you start delegating. So 
the importance of delegating is pretty simple. One, like it's for your own livelihood and, and long life. Like honestly, as any leader, like you should learn how to delegate purely because it's going to lead to less stress in your life. It's going to allow you to make more money um, because you're spreading out your responsibilities. Um, any leader that's moving forward or entrepreneur or whatever if you're blazing new grounds, you're trying to create jobs or create opportunities. And that means with every opportunities that you create, there needs to be people that you're educating, growing, that are coming up behind you to fill those gaps. So you can keep being an entrepreneur, you can keep being a leader in new things. But that also means delegating. It's not just educating. And so the delegation is giving up my control to give to someone else so they can learn to lead really and delegating is very specific it's not beyond just turning over ownership of something it's it's making sure that these specific tasks are delegated delegated you know what's the three w's as we call it at food service partners i think that's who what when um, I think are the very important things when delegating who's responsible for it. When is it supposed to be done? Um, and what is it, you know, those are the three things that are important, how it gets done or whatever is, is not so much of a concern as important as when it gets done. I think, um, depending on how young or, or amateur your team is, that's how much you control or oversee the initial steps. But I say it's more about delegating and forming boundaries than controlling and not educating and growing through responsibility. Because delegating means responsibility and responsibility leads to growth and mistakes are failing forward um, or learning through um, opportunities. Another growing opportunity is the only way that we can grow as humans. I mean, a lot of it can be taught to us, but experience is the best educator especially for leadership and so delegating is essential for that um what are your thoughts elena i agree and i think that delegating sometimes people may view you know giving responsibilities out to other people on the team or other members of the team uh, may make you viewed as less of a leader, less efficient, less capable. But I think that delegating is actually where a lot of strength lies in leadership. Um, I think that when you are able to delegate smaller activities or smaller, more redundant things and hand that off to someone else that you can trust within your team and really give them ownership of something, it first of all gives them more confidence in how you view them as their boss, their leader, their mentor, whatever it may be. Uh, but it also gives them a sense of an ownership in, in contributing, but it also gives you the time freedom uh, and the mental you know, space to focus on bigger things within your business or within your brand or just within your life, right? So I, a lot of what we talk about is related to business here at CLB, but it can really be applied into any area of your life. So let's give an example of a new mom, right? She has two young kids, maybe a toddler and a baby, and she likes having her house cleaned. But she's losing out on time, you know, spent with her kids because she's putting hours a week into making sure her house is, you know, super clean and tidy. But if she was to delegate that and hire someone on to come in for maybe two hours a week and clean her house for her, 
those two hours are hours that she can now dedicate back to what's really important to her, which is her family and her kids, right? So you can really have delegation in any area of your life. It's not just in business, but maybe if you're an entrepreneur and you don't really have a huge team yet, you're starting out and you are trying to keep track of the books and sales and everything, maybe you bring on a virtual assistant um, to help you track or keep track of emails and keep up with emails. Maybe you hire someone in graphic design to help you with your website so that you can take your hands off of everything and put your hands onto what really matters and what's going to drive your business forward. That's my opinion of delegation. And I agree. And I think let's talk about it during the holidays a little bit. And then I want to go back to sort of the business side of it and, and delegating and responsibility and delegating creativity. But first, like the holidays are coming. So one of the things like it in work, we have to delegate more. There's vacations, kids are off school. You're having to, you know, rely on people so you can have peace of mind a little bit during the holidays and time with your family, because we all should, and we all should work together to do that. Um, but whether you're a husband or a wife or a spouse or a partner or whatever it is in it or child or nephew or whatever, I think one is, is go up and ask to be delegated to during the holidays. Like there's a lot going on and, and we put it all on moms or, or, or whatever to get all the food together to do this stuff during the holidays. And to your point, moms, and I'm generalizing, obviously I'm stereotyping a little bit, but I'm just going to go with what I know. And so it's important that we volunteer to be delegated to whether you're in the house cold or whether it is the male who cooks in the house, I don't know, but taking on some of that responsibility and then be willing to delegate it to people not have to control it. It leads to a better family experience and it leads to a leadership culture in your family and outside of your family when family members go out into the community and to their businesses. So it's interesting. People always call the holidays the most stressful thing. You know, there's family together and we don't get along and and we don't have this and it's so stressful and I'm worried about this and there's millions of family dynamics, don't get me wrong, and you know, possible whatever bad situations. But what I am saying is like create a purpose out of it together to accomplish something and delegate it out and do it together. It's not gonna go well the first time, especially if there's it hasn't been traditional in your family or people are used to watching football or doing whatever, this is gonna get uncomfortable and people are gonna slack and not do what they say. Patience galore. But it's worth it, like do it together. The meal's more rewarding, the conversation's more rewarding, the memories will be more rewarding and long lasting. People don't even remember the score of the football games half the time. Maybe it happens once in a lifetime that you remember it. You know, but honestly, those memories around food and the creation of food and that bonding of taking something tangible and seeing it accomplished together, it's important. So delegating, even in your own household, especially during the holidays, is important. Uh, Tim Ferriss has a bunch of books on this. I think he calls it, I think it's the five-hour work week. I don't remember if it's four-hour work week or five-hour work week. Well, That's whatever so funny. it is. I was just thinking about that book this morning. I think it's, I think it's the eight or 12 hour. I could be totally wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. I read it a long time ago, but I mean, honestly, there's ways to delegate out tasks. There's, um, virtual assistance. There's, you know, you can delegate out your creative design work if you wanted to. I mean, there's a thousand ways just online you can delegate out. 
There's ways in your business that you can delegate out during the holidays. And, you know, your star performers are going to be hungry for delegation. Like they're going to want that. And the person that's comfortable or whatever, IQ, intelligence, whatever, aside, eh, like if they don't have the drive, they don't have the ambition, they don't have the ability to grasp onto things and don't have a growth mindset, like you're not going to be able to delegate to them anyway. So um, they're going to be, they'll, they'll be very hard in, in taking on more. So when you do delegate to someone that doesn't have a growth mindset or struggles in growing when you're trying to grow, you're going to have to delegate them stuff that they're more comfortable with and be very careful about what's out of their comfort zone. But for, for our organization, we try to push uncomfortability a little bit always in our delegation, sometimes more than others, depending on where we are, or how far we need to go. But I mean, I'll be honest, like delegation is part of the uncomfortability that's necessary for people to keep growing and people to keep having purpose in your organization um, and in your home and as a family and, 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 right? So if I feel that I'm being delegated something, it makes me feel important that someone's giving me something. If someone micromanaged it once they give me, I'm like, God, why did you give this to me? Freaking do it yourself. But if I, you give it to me and you let me do it and you give me the dignity to do it, I number one, I grow. But two, I have res more respect for you because you believe in me. Absolutely. I mean, it's really that simple. So yeah. I just looked up the book. It is the four hour work week. And we can add that to our list of Centurion recommended reads. Um, I'd love to get back into that book. And I think yeah. that... You know, what you said is correct. And especially with the holidays coming up, not only in business, but you're right with, you know, family meals and gatherings and things like that. Um, I think that delegating to your team members builds a sense of camaraderie because they feel trusted with part of the business, right? And if you are trusting someone in your family with a task, they feel trusted with whatever that may be. Um, and so I really, really love you know, that you pointed that out. And I think too, we always hear when, you know, in raising children, I'm not a mom yet, but I was an older sister of five and a nanny for eight years. So I have had my fair share of experiences with children. And, you know, you're taught from a, from a young age of the child, you should give them responsibilities, whether it is put your dirty clothes in the basket or, you know, put your dishes in the sink after dinner, uh, whatever it may be, even if they seem very, very small, we're taught to give children these tasks and delegate some sort of chore and responsibility to them because from a young age, you can start teaching your children responsibility. And I think similarly, um, with adults and new roles and new, you know, businesses, new employees, you can really delegate seemingly small things to you, but to them, it, it really sets this precedent and this trend uh, of responsibility and growing in their own leadership. And this brings me into the second part of the question is how can leaders get better at delegating effectively? We've talked about the importance of delegating, how delegating can help you and your family, your business, your time, whatever it may be. But in your opinion, how can leaders get better at this? Because I'm very type A and I like to have control of everything all the time. So it, it can be hard for me to delegate certain tasks. For example, in my house, if I ask my boyfriend 
to wipe down the counters. And I'm standing there doing something else in the kitchen, but I'm like, okay, he's not doing that the way I would do it. So I'm going to go back and do it behind him. You know, I like to, I tend to micromanage in my household, right? And some people may do the same within their business. They may, you know, hire on an employee to run the books or keep track of the spending. And then they're overlooking over their shoulder the whole time. Like I said, delegating is a learned is a learned task. Um, but how can leaders, whether it's at home or in business, get better at delegating and really learn to stop micromanaging their team members? Okay, I'm gonna. Everyone's gonna get all wound up about my answers on this, and obviously Deborah and I are still learning this and not perfect at our home and the way we lead. But I'm going to be very honest about something like it's pretty simple, like time is our most valuable resource as a human. I don't care what you say. It's always expiring and it's the shortest thing we have and we never know how much of it we truly have. Truly honest. It's like this clock that's always ticking that we don't focus on that's always expiring because we don't know when it's going to happen. And so that being said, if time's our most valuable resource and we're in our home, you know, we've gotten in this habit in relationships of I do this and you do that and, and, and things are competitive almost in nature. Like it's uh, how much more does one do for another? And, and to your point, you know, what I would do it better than you do. Cause honestly, Deborah's going to clean better than I do anyway. Like, it's just, that's the way it is. But Deborah's not going to want to mow the lawn. Okay. Like she could not saying that she couldn't, she would, and she drives a tractor. She just doesn't want to, it's not her thing. So you just have to be very realistic about, okay, I have a higher standard or I'm not willing to do with this and have those conversations in your relationships. Cause I hate to say it guys, but relationships, whether it's marriage and love and everything else, they're about economics also, which can be hard. And they're about growth, which is extremely hard because if you don't grow at the same pace, it can struggle in your relationship, but it's also about time management and people forget this all the time. You know, and people are like, oh, I got time now. I'm going to go play golf and enjoy time with my buddies. No, that's not what that means. Like, this is where things go off skew. Or let me go out with my girlfriends for the weekend and go away. Okay, great. You want to do that? I think people should have friends and you should have diversity in your life. But we're missing the point here. The point is, is that you balance out relationships and growth amongst your friends and you make time in a relationship that balances each other out and you figure out what each other's strengths are or for all intents and purposes, what is the other person most anal retentive about and go with the lowest common denominator. And then that's your rules. Like seriously, it's the, it's a really easy solution. Deborah cares more about cleaning than I do. She's going to get mad at me. I'm not, I'm going to clean up after myself still, but it's not realistic for me to go say I clean the kitchen because even if I do wipe up after myself, me using the word clean is not realistic, right? Not by her standard. So like it's leading like that. It's, it's the delegation also comes in the words we use. And believe me, Deborah's literal on words. I'm like, I'm very like, look at more meaning in them. So we can disagree as all, all family members can. But what I am saying is that um, what we found to be successful is what is it that you do that you really care about? Or what are the things that give you purpose or make you feel good about yourself um, that you do? 
um, or what are the things that you don't want to do that I need to pick up more on and figure out where that balance is. Because um, in most relationships now, I know they're still like stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, but realistically, most parents work, even if it's a one works at home. You just need to find true balance in time because it's more now than ever about balancing that time with each other. Um, less so you have free time to do whatever, friends, golf, whatever, but more so you have actual time as a family. And I think that's the important. Um, I think we don't make that enough of the purpose. I think we don't make the time that we can create during the work week by working together enough of a focus. So we create time to spend within our families during the weekend, you know, and it's the same with your kids. Some, your kids, like you're going to have to make them uncomfortable with some chores, but all of them aren't going to want to do the same chores. Like I can tell you, Maddie and Zoe, you know, Maddie's not really going to weed the garden. It's not going to happen, but help out with grocery shopping, run errands in the car, pick off some of those tasks, you know, absolutely, you know, cook dinner, do whatever she can to help out. So it's also being realistic. Like that's what I'm trying to say here. Delegation is realistic, even in your own family and even in your own relationships. And so, but it's also appreciating it. I know that no matter how hard I clean, I cannot possibly clean to someone else's standard. I try, but it's just, Deborah's going to do it differently. She has a different eye for it than I do. Her expectation is different. That is very realistic to me. And so I just have to support it in the way that I can, not that I'm picking on it because you brought it up. It's just a good example. I mean, I don't mind folding laundry or doing laundry. It doesn't bother me, but Deborah, it's something Deborah takes ownership in. It gives her purpose during the day. Fine. She does it. She doesn't like to do the dishes or the dishwasher. We go back and forth on it. It's something we struggle in still to this day. Like who's really going to do the dishes? Cause it's like, who cooks, who does the dishes? Like it's just a little jocking thing that we sort of do, but it's just the one thing that I can think of as an example that sort of pops its head out that we sort of don't know how to deal with it, but everything else we sort of like, okay, you know, the lawn, you want the tractor, mm. you want this stuff, you're responsible for it. You take it on. I'm not going to remind you to do it. And I'll thank you when you do it. But like, don't think that I'm going to praise it, you know, because we're doing stuff to give each other's time where we give the praise or where we give the enjoyment is when we celebrate that extra time on a weekend or a date or time with the kids, which is usually what we do. I mean, Deborah and I try try to spend as much time together as possible on date night or whatever um, and time. But obviously our kids, no matter how old are important to us and our family's important to us, as you can see on my social media. So the delegation part in our family has been important for our family growth and doing it in a non-controlling way and being realistic when something doesn't work. Okay. You don't want to do that. I'm not going to keep forcing it upon you. We need to handle this differently. Like, and so that translates into real life, like being a family and, and operating within a family and, and creating love and, and an open heart and, and success and growth and blah, 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 um, is also the same things that apply to growing any human or at your work or not. So, um, how do you do it? Okay. So one is you start off with manageable tasks. 
um, things that don't cost a lot of money, things that, you know, that can turn around that are pretty measurable, that if you let someone do it on their own, you don't have the end of the world, you know, whether it's creative or it's drafting an email for you in response, you can still filter your way through the delegation. Um, within your family, you know, it starts off, it's the same thing you do as a parent. You sort of guide them on training wheels and then let it go. And then set standards as you go, right? Oh, okay, now you're on your bike. Well, you can't go past the block. Okay, now you're five. Okay, you can go all the way to blah, 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 Timmy's house, uh, but no further, you know? And so it's just managing that, earning trust, because it's got to be earned trust. I've got to build trust with them as their leader, and they've got to build trust with me as being delegated to. So that's what's the important thing. And then as trust, you both earn more. That's just the way it is. And honestly, as a leader, when you delegate, you are rewarded way more than they are. Your growth and your ability to see things and have additional inputs or, or way of thinking things. Like I talk about it in the household. Deborah and I, without a doubt, 40% of the time can hear the same exact thing and translate it through our brains, through our lenses, through our backgrounds, through our families, through our lives in totally different ways. Can we get on the same page and agree after that? 100%. But it's that initial translation that goes on in your mind that's different. And I don't know how you do it without delegating and see the way people process or go about solving problems. Because ultimately, as a human, that's the more growth than I could have experienced reading or doing anything. And I read a lot, so I'm not saying there's not growth there in education from other people. But what I am saying is delegation and watching people is the best type of leadership skills. You can read them in books and practice them when you're delegating. You should read, you should experience, you should have mentors. But delegating ultimately is the true ability to start pushing yourself up as a leader. I mean, if you can't delegate and you can't hold people accountable to it, there's no way you can manage anything or lead for that matter. So just you know, wash your hands, it's, you know, wash your hands, it's done. So um, I would say it's pretty important for that. So definitely, I think that all makes a lot of sense, whether we're talking relationships or business, personal, professional, whatever it may be. Um, delegating is something that is important in leadership and is learned and can be learned over time. Um, you know, I think it can make a really big difference in the results of your business too, and just in your leadership style and the decisions you're able to make and new opportunities you're able to find when you aren't, you know, feeling that you have the pressure of taking every single piece of business or of your household on your back. You're able to delegate and find strengths in different things and in different people. So that is an amazing, amazing way to, to grow your leadership. And I think, Elena, ultimately, like, there is a common, like, people, some people are nature-based or nurture-based in their leadership. I know it's a lot more complicated than that, but it's fundamental something to look at. And it doesn't, I, typically females are more nurture-based and males are more nature-based, hard knocks versus, you know, um, softer approach. The balance is somewhere in the middle. 
right? That's why there's male and females or in relationships, even if they're same sex, there tends to be more masculine or feminine in the relationship just to balance it out, not always. But I'm just saying there's that type of leadership skills that are necessary for balance. And so I'm not saying anything about whatever, but what I am saying is nature versus nurture is a part of life in all the animal kingdom, especially in humans. And it's finding balance in that, in the way that you lead um, and understanding that there is that balance. It's part of the reason naturally when we parent, we lead in the way that we lead and there can be frustration. Well, why do I always have to be the disciplinarian? Why do I always have to be the bad guy? And you know, that type of stuff is because we allow it one and we delegate it all to one's person and parent and we don't talk about it enough. What parents should be nurture or nature or how we support each other in a conversation. So delegating is also being unified in our approach to the public. Um, Deborah and I call it a couple bubble. It's not ours. We read it in a book. We also live by five A's, I think, which is important by delegation, which is attention, affirmation. Um, oh, geez, all of a sudden I drew a blank. blank. Let me look here because uh, I want everyone to know. Um, I got nervous when I said it because I'm being a little vulnerable. Um, but I think it's important in the way that you lead that it's the same way, like in a relationship, it's couple bubble in, you know, it's attention, acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing, right? So those things are successful in relationships, but in delegating, if you give a person attention, right? Like I'm giving them attention by delegating to them. So I'm like, hey, I know I've been paying attention to you. You're doing a really good job. I'm delegating something. Your acceptance of them, I'm accepting that you can take ownership of it by night mark or managing it, by setting boundaries. I'm accepting of who you are because I know that you can do it. And then I'm appreciating it a lot. Hey, I know it was hard and I know you made mistakes, but it's great. So appreciation matters. Affection, it doesn't necessarily mean touch or whatever in this five days I'm talking about maybe it's more relationship is affection towards stuff but affection can be in a way that says hey it's showing praise or it's showing empathy or whatever you can do it in a way that's not touch that's not relationship based or that's not crossing a boundary and, and coworker. and the other obviously the allowing so I said attention acceptance appreciation affection and allowing and obviously allowing is just allowing them to make their own mistakes and grow as a human so I think those five A's, the, the guy's name is Richo, R-I-C-H-O, who created the five A's, attention, acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing. And looking in your relationship as a couple bubble, like you're unified as a couple like for the world first, and you're protecting the couple and your family. And that's important. And then two is in your home, doing living by the attention, acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing model which really, if you take that into your outside world, really the core values are within all five of those things also. And so delegating to me is making someone feel wanted and needed and giving them attention, acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing them to be who they are. So I can't think of something more valuable at least to start um, your journey. So how, how does one start? I, again, take small pieces, um, do things, be willing to pivot, 
accept that you're going to fail more than you succeed. And lastly, I got to tell you guys, I at Food Service Partners, I create and I come up with a lot of ideas, but most of the time I am just the spark or the thing, the people I've delegated to over the years are now the ones who are in the jobs that have the experience that also I've allowed to be creative no matter what job it is so they can come back with their inputs on the thing I throw out there. And it probably most of the time doesn't look like what I initially throw out there because everyone's input through now is so important to the success of our business 23 years later. And if I hadn't delegated back then, I wouldn't have leaders in our company to do this now. So, um, thanks, Elena. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I appreciate you guys. Follow us, Justin or Justin Bizarro on Instagram and Facebook, and Elena Hamade on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, follow us on Centurion Leadership Italian on Instagram and Facebook. And Elena, if you have anything you wanted to add to my last comments, uh, please do. But I know I went way over this time again. So. No, I think that we hit the nail on the head with how delegating can improve your personal and professional life and just the importance of it for your growth. And uh, like Justin said, please follow along with us. And you can follow us also at Centurion Leadership Battalion on Instagram and Facebook. You can DM us or email us any of your questions or requests about leadership, any other topics regarding leadership. And we would love to, to touch on those throughout the podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I think just to um, everyone again that was the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss was one book and the other book on the five A's of the relationship are the five keys of mindful adult relationships or sorry it's called how to be an adult in relationships I looked at I was looking at the wrong book on my desk it's how to be an adult in relationships and the author is David Richo R-I-C-H-O so uh, how to be an adult in relationships that was where I got the five A's from that I really made a huge impact on my life um, when I was trying to figure out personal relationships and stuff like that and grow and Deborah and I really, it matters a lot to us. So I think that that has translated into my work life. Again, guys, that four hour work week book in terms of delegating and this five A's, how to be an adult in relationships, um, were pretty essential for me in terms of really the basics. So how to get started. I would honestly read those two books and then, like I said, start off the small delegation pieces or offsetting cleaning your house, like Elena said, or um, outsourcing your email, whatever. I mean, there's a thousand ways you can delegate that give you time, which is the most valuable resource. And I think as a leader, that's the ultimate goal you should be is making the world a better, safer place, but also creating people's lot creating lives and opportunities for lives to have joy in time to enjoy it and create memories right while leading and, and making a difference so sorry i keep rambling thank you guys thank you guys so much for listening and have a great rest of your day